0: What's up and welcome to Party Invite where we invite you to a gaming community of diverse enthusiasts. Your party members today are Thomas Egan.
1: Hello. It's me.
0: And <laughs> and I am your party leader Vilos and we have our special guest today. You might have seen him in a small clip for our uh, one more round. I believe it was uh, way back when. Uh, we have Nerd Meat, the greatest meat <gasps> in town. Oh, hi, I didn't see you come in. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a good setup for a, a very regular kind of story. That's, right, right. Uh...
2: <laughs> oh, hi, I didn't see you come in. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> after we uh stop fawning over nodmeat nodmeat ner- wow nerdmeat meat.
2: Me. let's just say it <laughs> just say it right carlos i know that this is a family friendly <laughs> podcast
0: but <laughs> mm-hmm. once we get through beating the meat
2: okay, we okay. will
0: uh we're actually going to talk problem. about uh what we've been playing cuz of course we played some games over the past week I've uh, but also games. I think so. It's true. Uh, we are also going to go over uh, a little bit of uh, a bunch of stuff, actually. Uh, some nostalgic... Uh, it's kind of a nostalgic topic, as well as a few things that happened during Gamescom this week, which has been pretty sweet. But first off, um, if you want to lead off on the what we've been playing, what you've been playing, Thomas?
1: Uh, I have tried out Splitgate, and it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I uh, so I'm actually wearing... I Am Hyper's t-shirt, Nerd Meat. I promise I'll order your shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, you will. Uh, nice.
1: But I'm wearing that. It's a cool shirt, and he's a cool guy. Uh, he's from Kansas City. So he, he's been playing Splitgate a whole bunch. In fact, he shared to our group a while ago, he has a Facebook group all dedicated to Splitgate. Um, so anyway, when I decided to finally try that out uh, last weekend, it was on Saturday night, wanted to try something new, and man, I did not want to stop. Uh it was me, uh a friend of mine who we usually play Overwatch with, and then we jumped in with Hyper, so the three of us uh were were trying stuff out. Dude, it's so much fun. Uh it's it's just like people said it would be. It's basically Halo with portals. That's what I heard and that's exactly what it was. And that was yeah. A
2: good it it looks I'm mean, I downloaded it, I haven't actually booted it up yet. Uh but I've seen some clips and stuff and it just looks like goofy. Goofy yeah. Halo with portals.
1: Yeah. Uh, watching Hyper do stuff was like, he, he's on a whole different level, you know? Like, and he doesn't, he thinks he's, you know, he's got people he's watching who are just doing things that you can't even track what they're doing because they're so fast at it. Just like, they'll shoot at somebody and the enemy will run behind a corner and they'll shoot a couple portals and instantly be behind the person and shooting them in the back. And I'm just like, man, I hope you're on my team you know. Uh, So those are the people he's watching, and they're way better than him, but he is way better than me. Uh, So what I really had fun with was we played some, like, objective games, but I got distracted and forgot that there were objectives. I spent all my time just playing with the portals, uh, just poking around, like, seeing what cool uh, angles I could make, and it's kind of fun to, uh, when, when you get the chance to put portals on a flat surface, I mean, well, on, like, a horizontal surface, and jump into those, because you'll come launching out of uh, your other portal, uh, which on one hand has a use uh, because with your melee, you actually do more melee damage the faster you're moving. So if you come flying out of a portal, you can one hit somebody uh, with your punch, which is pretty cool. I,
2: I saw a clip today of someone basically doing that and like getting around a corner, coming up behind someone with what looked to me like a baseball bat. Yes. Yeah. And just boom. <laughs>
1: Man. Dude, it feels so good. Yeah, they've got a bat that's pretty much the hammer from Halo without an explosion. You know, it's got a little charge to it. So once you're just, like, close to somebody, you got them, which I appreciate. Like, that's what I use the weapon for. I don't like games that don't have a lunge because I'm like, bruh, even in Call of Duty, I'm like, come on, just lean into it, you know, uh, do something here.
2: Put some power into it. Come on.
1: Yeah, so so that was fun. Uh, but really, most of my time playing that game was was just experimenting with the portals, because the novelty of that alone is so much fun. Um, I, I think we could all use uh, some more portals in our lives. Uh, but that was great. I, I played that for like three hours the other night, and then I played it uh, once or twice since then. And it, it's fun. They're cool uh, objectives, or, you know, like types of, of games. Uh, there's one that's just like Mystery Heroes in Overwatch. It's called Showdown, I think. And you start the round, everybody has like... There is a random loadout, and everyone has the same one. So, you know, you do that, and you, like, there, it's a 3v3 map, and so what'll happen is if you die, a respawn timer goes. At the very beginning, you practically respawn instantly. Over time, you know, it's going to be 30 seconds before you respawn. So you just have to kill all three of the enemies at the same time. You know, all three of them dead until you win the round. Uh, but that was really fun. It's goofy and low commitment, which is just what I'm looking for out of a game like that. Um, I like it. So, yeah, that's Splitgate. It is free now. Um, I paid 20 bucks for it, like, I don't know, six months ago. And I'm happy that I spent $20 on it. Good for them. They made a good game. Um, yeah, people... Apparently, people are asking if that's gonna be... Like, if Halo's gonna kill that game. Like, once Halo comes out, everybody's just gonna be like, Okay, well, we're just gonna go do Halo. And I see that because, like, this one just has a lot of novelty to it. But also, like... They're portals, man. Like, th- if I want Halo, then I'll go play Halo. But I want the portals, so for me, it's not like these are the same thing. It's not like they're the same thing and one's better. You know, they're two different things. So, I, yeah, it I sounds like a
0: good alternative between that and Apex. You know. Yeah,
1: because it's a mobility shooter, which is what I like—a uh, parkour, what did I call it—a parkour shooter.
0: Parkour shooter.
1: Yeah, uh, it's just you zipping around doing crazy mobility stuff, and uh, I really, I really like games like that. So, who knows? I, I still plan on playing Halo when it comes out, but Splitgate is uh, really fun, and uh, it gives you bots in your first, like, large handful of games, so you can really feel what it's supposed to feel like when you play, instead of just getting pooped on by strangers on the internet. Uh, so, so, big recommend on that. I'm gonna be playing a lot more of that. How about either of you? Well, you
2: <laughs> like game show voice? Yeah, right. Uh, I've been kind of off and on on games the last like six months or so. Yeah. Uh, You're so a busy to guy. fill people fill people in who don't know me very well. Uh, I sort of just dropped off the map uh, online for like six months, starting in February, and only within the last like three months have or two months maybe I started poking my head back in like areas I used to be involved in, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, There's like a solid two and a half months where I did not play a video game at all. Uh, and then I picked up Red Dead Redemption 2 again and played through the story again because that is one of the best stories ever and in a game that I have ever experienced in my life. Uh, and I would gladly play it again. Um, it makes me feel lucky. Other like I still got a uh,
1: fresh playthrough ahead of me. Oh, God. I'm so good.
2: It's so good. Uh, I can't. I can't play as a bad guy though. Yeah, I have trouble with that. I'm really, I'm really bad because, like, Arthur Morgan is a good guy. Like, you can't change my mind on that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, the game that actually like really triggered my like, oh, I think I like video games again. Uh, and I never thought this would be the case. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Unite. Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah. Because I hate mobas, so I was like, I'm not gonna like this game. <laughs> Why would I like this? And then I was like, oh, no, this is actually very fun. Uh, Uh, I'm not great at it. Um, I get really salty when I get steamrolled by no-lifers. But I do enjoy, you know, logging on, playing a few quick games, because they're like five minutes for quick games and ten minutes for regular games. And I'm like, okay, this is the, like you said, low commitment. This is the amount of time I'm willing to spend on this. And... I, it's a lot of fun. So then I was kind of like, "All right, I think I can get back into this gaming thing." Um, but yeah, I pretty much I play Pokemon Unite. I play like once a day, a couple of games. Um, uh, I've streamed a couple times, getting my toes wet back into that before I move. Uh, oh, I saw, the other thing I've been doing is your, playing. Uh, Mass Effect. Uh, well, no, I actually haven't been playing Mass Effect. That's an old clip. Well, it was a good uh, clip nonetheless. I know, I love that one. Uh, but, um, no, I uh, I have been playing a lot of D&D, which has always kind of been my thing. But I discovered a game on Steam called Tailspire.
1: Tailspire. And you can
2: basically, yeah, you can basically build your D&D maps oh. in a virtual environment, and you have your minis and stuff. That's uh, really and my good. roommate was using it for his online game. And I was like, that looks cool. And so I spent like six hours last week just building things in this game out of the pre-made assets that they give you and like copying other people's designs and like putting them all together and making these like huge worlds basically. And I was like, this is freaking cool. And since I'm moving away from most of the people I play D&D with, uh, it'll be really nice to have that. So I've been doing a lot of that.
0: Just FYI, if anybody's interested, that that's Tailspire and it's twenty five bucks uh, on early access on Steam. That it looks really good. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's in early access, but like I haven't had any bugs.
2: Uh, you know, it takes a little bit of getting used to, and just because like the uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's unintuitive, but it was for me. That's not saying much. Um, it's not hard to be over my head on these kinds of things, but I had trouble like figuring out some of the controls and the tutorials could use a little more fleshing out on some of the things. Um, so, uh, but it was cool. And there's a couple different community websites where, like I said, you can copy other people's designs and upload your own. Uh, so that's really cool. Cause I'm not, I'm also not really like a very, um, graphical kind of person. So like, I have trouble, I, I can see what I want to make, but I have trouble making it actually into the thing I want. Uh, so being able to take things other people have made and kind of move them around and paste them and kind of make it closer to how I want it to be is really nice. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've been having a lot of fun with that.
1: Yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh, I'll occasionally get served ads, uh, for different versions of that, um, uh, There are are entire kits that seem really robust that you can uh, do physical stuff with. I've seen ads for... Or, like, Kickstarters for um, pretty interesting... Well, shoot, Carlos, you might have been the one who who talked about it. Uh, AR, like augmented reality tabletop applications. I've seen And I've seen a bunch of, like, ones that are like, wow, this must have been... Like, I feel like I'm watching the modern equivalent of an 80s video game ad. Um, Like, it feels like this is... You know the B-roll footage that you're gonna see <laughs> mimicked in Saturday Night Live in ten years, um, but uh, no, the the one I saw for the Kickstarter, I, I wish I could remember the name, but it looked really cool because the the point of this was, yeah, it's it's AR like we've looked at it before. You know, you have a, a, an empty table in front of you, and you could populate it with your dungeon and your dragons and also your adventurers. Uh, but it was that like you have the, the DM over here and he sees everything, including the monsters on the table, Mm. but everyone else only sees, you know, the player view and stuff. Um, you know, at, at some point we're going to see the Amazon version of that, or like the Facebook version of that, uh, that, that's going to be like cool, but have all the soft edges worn down. And so it won't have like the fancy, the really interesting stuff. Uh, and I think that kind of weirdness is what makes stuff like tailspire and, uh, some of the other ads I've seen look real interesting. Because honestly, I don't even need, like, the best thing. And I'm not even playing tabletop games. So I'm not really, you know, I'm not going to buy this product. Uh, but this is a fascinating audience. No, uh, but on one <laughs> hand, I'd be more interested, like, making this stuff is more of a solo thing I can do and enjoy. Whereas, like, D&D has, of all of its merits, it is still, like, a multiplayer thing. So if I wanted to just, like, vibe on... You know, some creation. Um, this would kind of hit the spot for me for that. I just like base well, building right. games. So, what little. you
2: do, what we're going to do is you download, you get Tailspire. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm thinking, and then you make it.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: I mean, it <laughs> just that, saves me a ton of work. <laughs> honestly, if,
1: if this became a Twitch feature, I would show up for this. Like, this, we make I, this I thing and like,
2: about. I thought about getting as I sort of transition into getting back into streaming, uh, making this a, a regular thing. Downside to it, though, is that then my players can tune in and see what I'm planning for them.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. True.
2: So that is that is a drawback. I don't know if it's the worst thing in the world. Your uh, uh, but...
1: notification and title will be "Welcome everyone, except and then list all of your players."
2: Yeah, exactly. who are the only people who watch my stream
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right
2: (laughs) well there we go (laughs) right
1: so uh that really does sound cool like just throwing ideas around i mean that actually sounds like a really interesting thing uh i I like i'm
2: really excited for them to to add some more features to it because like one of the things i would love to see and i have no idea what their development plan is i haven't looked into it that deeply Mm -hmm. uh but like to have customizable miniatures yeah you know it's like they have sort of a stock amount like here's your you know 12 humans here's your three half demons and like that's it and i was like if you could come up with a way so i can okay i want my guy to have brown hair and a tail and you know or whatever and like this is my guy now i think that would be killer like turn that into right
0: now they don't have like an import feature
2: no not right now and i've like i've even planned out what they should do uh so when they hire me to do it i can no uh but like there are plenty of um like i think of hero forge i don't know if you guys have ever seen that uh but basically it's a three they 3d print a mini for you and you can customize it with whatever features you want that they have uh but like they could easily i think import that 3d model into this game. Obviously, I don't know, like, the programming and coding or what the hell ever that would be uh, involved
0: with that, but... You would just have people, like, scanning yeah, their Amiibos. Figure it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's my management style. This is what I want. You do the thing to make that a thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, here, I, I want to play this game with Terry from Smash. This, yeah, This exactly. right here. Right. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, do Hero Forge is cool? Uh, I mean, I just... If they did that and they were just like, all right, you just need a good camera, you know, take six pictures of your mini, go. Uh, (laughs) And even, uh, you know, do, like, licensing stuff and be like, all right, we got Samus Aran in this dungeon somehow. (laughs)
2: I don't know about. Please I don't do. know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Then I'm just gonna have my players coming in with like, this is my mini. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like a it's fucking okay. Warhammer mini that's like this big, and it's like uh. It's, it's a,
1: and Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop, and right. Uh, and I'm
2: like, uh, no. like,
1: This is guys. You're supposed to be an orc. Like, what are you? <laughs> exactly.
2: exactly. <laughs> I don't want to give them too
0: much freedom. They they just re- <laughs> rebrand the whole fucking game to Fortnite, and <laughs> done. yeah, there it is. Oh. Master Chief
2: comes in, and Ariana Grande. And...
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. it's the natural evolution of games.
2: Uh, of, of course, of course, selling out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: um, and, you know, I'm I'm looking that... back here at the dock before we before we go to uh whatever you got next, Carlos. Um yeah. Nerd I would definitely like to try out Pokemon Unite sometime. because um, that I'll is the I'm going to say this earlier. That that's like the first MOBA that uh. I've actually wanted to play like I watched on twitch and I'm just like oh this is simple I like this like and fast yep. you know I'm not spending yep. 45 I, I, minutes waiting for the jackie
2: outcome. got into it and because I like I said she got into it first because I was like it's a MOBA I don't want to play that crap right uh, and then I watched her play it and was like oh I can I can play that that's <laughs> easy I could I could do that
1: pieces of crap like that for <laughs> breakfast
2: yeah uh and then I started playing ranked and was like I'm so good at this and then I got to, like, the next rank after beginner and just got, like, you see people with, like, clan tags in their username, and you're like, oh, no. I'm in trouble.
1: I am endangered.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then you just get steamrolled, and you're like, well, that wasn't fun. The final score is 803 to 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right. Dude, that and game has so lopsided boring.
1: scores like almost no other game I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I've noticed with it is it really goes either way. Like I'll have either really close games where like I lost a game earlier because, uh, I barely, I didn't make it to the goal in time to score my last 20 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we lost by 12 points. So if I would have just gotten to the goal a second earlier, we would have won. Wow. And then alternatively, it's like, okay, well, everyone on my team was garbage uh, so I had, it was basically 3v1 in this quick match, uh, and then I just died all the time and could never score points because I had no support.
0: I mean, were you just waddling your, your fat-ass Snorlax ass around? Like, no, is I've that actually, how it ended? Or No, I don't play Snorlax. I I recently unlocked Greninja, okay? okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's a little speedy.
2: He's speedy, and he does a lot of damage. Uh, and that is like, I've been, uh, every game that I've won, uh, I've been MVP if I'm playing Greninja. And so I'm like, okay, That's I nice. think I found my main, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> secondly, um, uh, the, or the other one I'm pretty good with is Cinderace, the kind of ranged attackers I'm pretty good with.
1: You mean Cinderace I'm pretty sure, uh, I saw somebody in uh, Twitch chat say that. Carlos heard Cinderace. it, and now you've heard it so yep. now yep. you can't um, not hear it
2: this was
0: fun guys see you later
2: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> slash g quit okay because yeah. <laughs> that, that Pokemon's clearly not a soccer player or anything yeah well whatever you know. <laughs> so yeah I think that marks the something like the fifth episode I think straight that we've uh, mentioned Pokemon Unite so Tencent oh, wow. give us our share of monies, yes. please thanks
1: wow well, if they, if we, we've given our two cents five times, so that is 10 cents. So, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Illuminati. I mean,
2: why, why did I agree to be
0: here? <laughs> uh, oh, so, uh, getting into what I've played. I haven't played a whole lot, uh, this week, but I did play a new release and that would be 12 minutes. I was super hyped for it. I think we pretty much all were. Um, uh, how, long yeah, how long would you say you the hype last? Him? Oh, ah. well, we're both. We're in <laughs> the you know same what? All yeah. <laughs> okay, so I played it for about four hours last night. That seems wrong. Well, wow. seems like it you must have wrong. beaten
1: the game like I don't know twenty times by then.
0: Okay, so, <laughs> so this this uh, this whole game is actually really. It can be spoiled pretty easily, but it also almost you almost need to watch a review before trying it, which is something I would never say to most narrative games. Um, But I I will say, anybody interested in twelve minutes, I understand why you would be interested. Um, I do think it does some unique things, but uh, let's just say the the best way for me. To take this game was uh actually watching The Escapist, uh Yahtzee Croshaw. I don't know if you guys are familiar, um, but he's the dude that does really incredibly fast reviews. Um, he's got an amazing accent and he's stupidly funny. Uh, go check out is- the Escapist, uh, and look up uh, Zero Punctuation's review of oh, 12 Zero Minutes. Oh, Zero yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know Zero Punctuation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you understand where I'm coming from. His yep. review was fucking hilarious. Um, and when I was done, quote unquote, with 12 Minutes, we pretty much agreed. So without getting into spoilers, obviously, uh, with I'm with looking 12 at Minutes. I'm screenshots right now and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's, okay. It's interesting, and I, I really like the premise, the, the setup of the gameplay more than its execution. So yeah. um, as, as most people might know, it's, it's a Groundhog's Day uh, type situation. You have to replay uh, everything over and over and over until you get all the right stuff to uh, finish the game. That said... Unfortunately, and this is coming from somebody that's an escape room player. And like, I know a lot about how to solve these kinds of uh, these kinds of games like. It's trial and error, the the game makes it it forces you to do things that. For all all intents and purposes, most people will just get pissed off about so. Uh, there are lines of dialogue that you have to force in order to do this thing over here to move on. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a no-go. Uh, because you learn very quickly that, because the, the whole situation is that uh, this dude breaks into your, your apartment for some reason. And you learn very quickly that you literally cannot fight him. You're going to get your ass kicked, and that's going to start the loop back. And, uh, A lot of things, a lot of twisty things have to happen and you have to prompt them. So in my four hours I played, it was around, it was around 25, uh, loops. And previously I had seen a couple, uh, previews that said the, basically the how long to beat of it was, uh, like 40 loops, I think 40 loops was. Like the average amount of loops that you need to complete to actually get everything unlocked. That said, it gets tiring really fast. Yeah, <laughs> um, because there are some things that are obvious, uh, especially to somebody that might play an escape room or something like that. You're like, okay, this right here, I know this is a this is a game that was programmed, so I, I know that something has to be here. And then, ten loops down the line, you're like, there it is. Why the fuck couldn't it have been something I can open? Like, figure this shit out. Yeah. when i did know that it was supposed to happen um so it's it's an interesting play anybody that's used to roguelikes might as well play it because i'm i'm really not somebody that likes roguelikes or roguelites either one um just because of the repetition of it i don't feel like i i need to do things over and over and over until i uh, complete it because you know something like Hades is is the outlier because it has character and it has a, it actually does have an interesting narrative uh, to unravel, but you know something like Dead Cells is a great game and it plays so well it's extremely satisfying. But it's also not something that I want to play for five, ten hours uh, at a time. Twelve minutes, like I said, I put in four hours and I was, I was pretty well done uh, at that four-hour mark. I went ahead and looked at a walkthrough because I wanted to see just how okay. many things I needed to do still, and it wasn't much. But what I read through it was like, yep, all these important beats, you're going to have to force open again. Dang. So it's like I don't want to have to play another 20-plus loops just to get this little slice of of information because it's it's a narrative that is interesting but takes way too much to get there. Um, Definitely, if you have Game Pass, try it out. It's not going to hurt. It's a very... Uh, very low resource kind of game. It's not too taxing uh, at all on any system. Uh, I will say it was one of the things that was in the zero punctuation review as well was that the star power behind the voices literally could have been anybody. Oh, they didn't really? have to do it yeah, they had <laughs> they had everybody with American accents. oh with if you're familiar with Daisy Ridley this. Her with an American accent doesn't mean shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, unfortunately, because I love her. I really I really do love her. Um, but her voice could literally be anybody off the street. Uh, unfortunately. And even um what's his face? Uh William Willem Defoe oh. was uh his his voice is obviously iconic. He didn't really change his, but he's the bad guy, so he didn't have to do anything outside of Oh, Spoiler. Of his oh uh,
1: my god. <laughs> no, a just
2: playing. <laughs> a villain? There's no way.
0: You get uh, out of here. And James McAvoy, like he also didn't matter. Like his voice was slightly similar to one of his voices in Split, and you're just like, okay, who the fuck cares? It literally could be anybody. So that that is one sad thing about it being a. I mean, it was an Annapurna game, so it's it's the top tier of Indies, but um, it, it really. I think it just needed that that boost of the star power to, to get the but idea out there. If they yeah. make a sequel that happens way in the future, okay,
2: oh. hear me out. James McAvoy's character can be played by Sir Patrick Stewart.
0: You aren't wrong. That is absolutely <laughs> correct, sir. Wow.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah,
0: we're going back to 2000's
2: X-Men.
1: Wow. And technically, Green Goblin is in the, well, not the MCU, but like... I mean, all he will be. I don't know. It's unclear. We'll find out. Uh, so when is Daisy Ridley getting into the MCU?
2: Um,
1: <laughs> she'll grow up to be. Oh, I don't nice. know, Princess Leia. I haven't seen those movies. I don't know. Uh, that Speaking
2: game. Speaking of James McAvoy, did you guys see that article?
1: <laughs> is that a real thing?
2: Yes. What's up? Uh, apparently, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember which movie. Uh, it was, but apparently, in a movie he was in he was so addicted to playing oblivion that he literally had to burn the cd like with fire so he wouldn't play it instead of studying his lines wow that was literally an article i came across like two days ago wow
0: that <laughs> is pretty funny
1: um well that is crazy anyway you, you been playing any other uh uh james mcavoy games
2: <laughs> oh and speaking of which uh in oblivion oh uh, sir patrick
0: stewart voices a
1: character. yes oh, he does wow amazing we, we
0: haven't spent enough time to come full circle it oh, we just no, made like well, this little so donut happy. right here that's <laughs>
2: we just got little circles going on
0: <laughs> so no the the rest of this week is going to be devoted to psychonauts 2 um that's that's probably going to be the one uh, for the whole weekend i don't know about you guys
2: yeah uh i, I think- downloaded psychonauts one yeah because i never i never played that one because uh, it came out for the xbox back in the day uh and i was a gamecube kid so uh i downloaded that i haven't booted it up i might give it a shot if i hear psychonauts 2 is good um we'll see
0: it was for 99 cents on steam so it was like damn okay so. so this uh, is actually segueing pretty recently into our party topic because this shit is all nostalgia. Yep. Yeah. Everything that we've just been talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was just thinking that I was like, I the- should probably get- Carlos should probably transition. <laughs> <out."> <laughs> so the the whole thing is like, number one, it- it's a question, right? But we kind of know the answer. Like, do we have too much nostalgia in gaming? And when you say that just my my first couple examples is that psychonauts 2 just came out diablo 2 is coming quick just re-released on game pass and everything i mean we've had the entire doom series get to switch um, me personally uh, i picked up the final fantasy one pixel remaster and blood rain one and two terminal cut which is great because the 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 original versions of blood of the blood rain series were shit on steam and so somebody came together and redid a whole lot of stuff and actually added some some kind of new content uh, that was lost for a long time like what the hell uh is this whole nostalgia trip is it is it ever going away like we have so many questions and we have maybe a few answers
1: uh, unfortunately, they're the same answers that we had about twenty to thirty years ago, and uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's that same thing. You recognize uh, the the second expansion, or I guess the first expansion for WoW came out a while ago, like Classic WoW, and I I didn't play it. And I asked my friend, who I used to play with uh, my my friend Stars, who who I uh, played Splitgate, Overwatch with. I was like, man, how's uh, how's Burning Crusade treating you? And he's like, well, you know, it's uh exactly that game we played he's like oh right it is exactly that game we played and that's all there is to it and then we talked about something else you know uh it's just like there's there's all of this stuff going on where it's just like you like that thing right we're gonna repackage it and sell it back to you it's either gonna be literally the same unchanged thing we didn't even throw on a fresh coat of paint uh or it is mostly a fresh coat of paint i mean with Diablo 2 coming out, and my whole dilemma of, like, if I wanted to play another Blizzard game, because I still don't, I, I don't think I'm going to play Overwatch 2, but I don't know. I like squad games enough, and Overwatch is a good game. It's just that I don't want to support Blizzard. Uh, so it's tough. So, so anyway, Diablo 2 I was excited for for a little bit, but I'm, I was talking to Lizzie, I'm like, man, I, I already played that game. Like, I played that game a lot, and do I really need to play it again, especially if i if it costs money? like if it's already on my computer like game Pass, okay, I could play that. But if I'm gonna pay for this game again and what play it for ten hours and then never play it again, probably um yeah i I think when we actually started this podcast, it was the episode we had Kate Sanchez on um we asked her the community spotlight question uh you know, what's a remaster uh that you would like, you know. Uh, And she was just like, none, please no more. I review uh, video games for my job and I hate playing remasters. Like, give me new games. And uh, I'm now in her camp. Like before I said, yes, give me remasters because we just get better versions of what we had before, which is technically true often. Um, But do we need it? You know, we asked if we could, not if we should. I made that quote up. You can quote me.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm almost certain you did. Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna find a magazine to uh, put that into. Thank yeah. you. I like that.
1: Finally, I guess uh,
2: recognition. We can put it. We can put it in Nintendo Power. Oh, don't magazine. don't hurt me. Bring heart. it
1: back. <laughs> Somehow G4 uh, is bringing back Nintendo Power.
2: I know, right? Wouldn't that be great?
1: Starring the new day.
2: We G4 started that is right. back.
1: Yeah, G4 is back. Uh, I yeah. I like to see those guys. Like, on social media. Um, Yeah. I've always followed uh, Ron... Well, I've not always followed, but I follow Ron Funches. And uh, when he was the host for the G4 reunion, which was, like, funny and cringy in an intentional way that I appreciated, I was just like, okay, like, I can handle... I'm picking up what they're laying down, you know? I'm playing what they're making. And, uh, yeah, that was like a holiday special or something. But I I just see him... Do goofy things and and all the TikToks and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate that. That is a remaster that I am
2: appreciative of. G four remaster. That's right. I love it. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's interesting for me because I I'm sort of straddling this line of uh, remasters are good and remasters are bad because uh, you know I grew up without a very. A lot of my friends played games but it was like all call of duty and halo and that was it Mm -hmm. you know it's like we shoot things and that's the only games we play and some of us play world of warcraft yeah. like and we only play it for three months and then ethan's the only one left playing it (laughs) classic and then right right uh so i think of it this way so like i'm excited for diablo 2 remaster because i never played diablo 2
1: okay well good Uh, news it's a fun game right Pretty, pretty, exactly fun game. You should and
2: play that. It's almost unanimously the best Diablo. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and so I'm kind of excited to try that out. Will I like it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited. I get excited about games like that that I missed out on because I either a didn't have a system to play it on, mm-hmm. or you know, because back when I was a child and couldn't spend my own money on whatever I wanted. <laughs> Uh, you know, I didn't have an Xbox and a PlayStation and a PC and a Switch, (laughs) you know, that wasn't a thing. Like, I went to my rich friends' houses to play their Xboxes. Like, that was how it worked. Right. Uh, you know, I never got to play, uh, Final Fantasy VII, um, until way later, uh, when I was able to practically steal a PlayStation from a friend of mine. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: like you know, and I didn't even get to finish it because I had to give it back. Yeah, um, you know, so like the I and I still haven't even played the Final Fantasy VII remake, but it's on my list. Um, it's bonkers, you know, things like that. So I I missed out on so many games to see some of them come back is really cool. On the other hand, you know, games that I have been playing for sixteen years, like World of Warcraft, uh, I see no need. Yeah, for a remake or a remaster because. Um, so you're
1: you're not waiting for World of Warcraft to, return of the World of Warcraft.
2: Honestly, if they made like a, a legit sequel to World of Warcraft, I'd be all over that. Uh, but they haven't, and Shadowlands has been disappointing as an expansion, and I haven't played it in eight months. Uh, but uh, other than that, um, you know, I didn't see a need for when they released WoW Classic. You know, they they said for so long, you think you want it, but you don't, and yeah. I truly believe that. I was like, you're right, I don't want this. Yeah, And people who want this are insane.
1: Dude, I played that. I was excited for that. And when it came out, uh, you know, played for a little bit. That's how I met you, yep. actually. And, uh, yep. That's uh, you know, I did, I got out of it more or less what I was looking for. I mean, maybe not yeah. the same thing when I, when I went into it. I think I was looking forward to, like, dungeons and raiding and stuff. And then I realized how long that was going to take. Like, how long to even get there. And I was just like, man... I definitely can't donate a whole night to this game, and I can't even level up a character to to make that a possibility. I ended up playing yeah. on the auction house uh, and just like playing with the market and stuff. I had a lot of fun doing that, uh, and then I gave all my gold to uh, uh, my friend Ben, who who still plays. Uh, yeah, I I I saved up all my money, and I, he was like a level forty shaman which is like that area of the game is when you start to see epics for the first time. They're like super rare and stuff. So anyway, I saved up all my money and I bought him an epic, which like, man, if we did that back when we first played, like in high school, he would have pooped his pants. There's no doubt about it. Like right then and there he would have, Uh, but we were, we were uh, the funny story of this. I I gifted him this ax. And then a couple weeks later, he was trying to like sell or get otherwise get rid of an extra bicycle that he had a bike. And, one day they just showed up at our house and he just brought it in the door and he said this is yours now because he knew I needed one and I was just like well I can't like can I pay can I buy this from you or something he's like you know what you bought me that axe don't worry about it
2: yeah, Real life. I was just like damn okay <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I think you actually broke TOS by that, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, I find it very strange because like, there are games that I never got to play that I would really love a remaster so I can comfortably play them now. Yeah. Because as we were just talking about, so many features that existed when those games first came out have improved so much. And to add those to a game, I appreciate. So a game I would love to see remastered is like the original Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate 2. Okay. Um, You know, because those are uh, pretty much universally adored games that were, you know, PC games of their era that uh, I had to download, like, third-party patches in order to get Baldur's Gate 1 to work on my computer.
1: Oh, is that right?
2: Right, like not even, not even just to have extra stuff. No, I had to find websites on the dark web to make the game that I bought on Steam work on my computer. Man. <laughs> right, and so in that kind of stuff, I'm like, I would love a remaster. I would love a remaster of the first Witcher game uh, because the controls are crap and you can't use a controller Oh, right, for it because it's a PC-only game. You know, and so stuff like that I would love to see remasters of, but like I said, at the same time, I see where you know, we're now at our sixth edition of Skyrim.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Which That's I'll, truly crazy. So what they Probably upgraded, the special
1: buy. edition version, if you own that, you automatically get upgraded to the 10th anniversary edition.
2: Oh, then I don't have to buy it. Sweet. Right. So
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Oblivion was the game uh, to this day that I've bought the most. Um, I ended up buying it on sale, well, I bought it for Xbox 360, then I saw it on sale one time on Steam when I just started using Steam, and I was just like, wow, look at this price, I've got to get it, so I did, and then later, like on a Black Friday sale, basically, like six Bethesda games were on sale, and I'm like, well, I already own like two of these, but I'm doing it, so I technically bought it again there, And, and then it was like one or two more times, I don't even remember at this point, but... Oh, my, my disc broke, so I had to buy another 360 copy of the game. And I did it, too. I love that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: that—that that is me with Skyrim. Like, honestly, when I bought it, when it came out for the 360, uh, you know, in 2011, uh, I bought it for PC when I got my first gaming PC. because I was like, ooh, now I can mod it. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I don't think... And then I bought the Special Edition because I was like, ooh, it has enhancements and... Yeah, and actually, funny story, I actually don't remember buying the special edition, but I had it in my Steam library, so I must have got drunk and bought it one night. Wow. Uh, And then I heavily considered buying it for uh, PlayStation when I got a PS4 for the first time, because then it was like, ooh, more updated graphics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and so, and I I think I might have bought it for the Switch just to see. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I just wanted to wow. see how it looked on a Switch light.
1: Man, this is, a, this is a Hard Times article already. It's like, man yeah. man buys Skyrim for seventh time just to feel something.
2: Just to feel something, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I was very interested to see, okay, like, how does Skyrim look on a Switch light? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played it for like 30 minutes, and I was like, well, I've played this game a hundred times, so... Uh, there's no need for well, me to test this any further. <laughs> remastering. <laughs> but, but that's the problem <laughs> yeah. with uh, – and that goes into the nostalgia thing too is because they're nostalgiaing all of our nostalgia now that we're adults with excess income. Right. Because we know. just keep
1: forking out money for stuff that's already made. Like the IP is already yep. there. They just repackage it, which is smart. Yep. I mean it's – look – I get it, you know, it's just maybe, I mean, do I need Kratos in Fortnite? And the answer is yes, I do. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't even and... play Fortnite, but you bet I'm going to buy that thing.
2: Yeah, uh, well, and they're making the, you know, the green guy from Fortnite, Master Chief, they're making a whole game about him.
0: You,
1: no.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <I don't> know. <laughs> if you oh, yeah, are yeah, somehow yeah. watching this podcast or, or listening to it and you're like 14, just know that, that that's that's all for you. hey i'm catering to my audience yeah you brought us a whole new field to play in here (laughs) Uh, and uh, it's funny because i've never
2: played fortnite once in my life so i don't
0: even really know what you do
2: in that game but uh but no so like i don't know it has
1: thanos in it i think it's a marvel game i wasn't watching oh
2: that's right and the well, I th- I thought it was a music game because of the Ariana Grande. Not... Oh,
1: I thought it was an anime game because I saw the guy the 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 guy who plays Pickle Rick. Uh, I saw him in that game. Uh, that really is a wild ride, though. Anytime I see Fortnite, I'm just like, am I watching actual game footage right now?
2: Like, yeah, is this I, I a... thought it was wonky when they added the NFL jerseys. Yeah. Right? I thought that was wild, and I was like, "I saw Patrick Mahomes tweeted like I just got killed by a guy in my jersey." Like, what? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, you know, I thought that was wild, and I was like, "Oh, it gets weirder." Okay, dude.
1: Uh, Fortnite uh, for sure seems like the the most obvious like, uh, you know, it, what's what's the phrase? Phrase? It's like, de- how. What, whatever, I can't, I can't even think of the metaphor I'm trying to use right now, but but it's like the, <laughs> the apocalypse that we're all going to uh, like smile as it comes to us, right? It's like a, oh, yeah. a Black Mirror episode, except this is the one that everyone's happy about. Like, everyone right. loves this, and it's the end of the world. Uh, yeah. Like, Fortnite is is such a funny thing, and people love Fortnite. I mean, I'm not actually knocking the game, so if you like it, then good for you. I hope you're having fun. <laughs> but when I watch that game, I'm just like, this is a cultural n- anomaly. I don't really know what's happening i'm nervous uh yep i it's i i honestly i get in there like even watching a stream and i'm just like i think i need an adult like and more of an adult like somebody i think i need like a
2: 10 year old kid to explain this to me (laughs) (laughs) that's what i need that's true because like i so i recently like within the last three years i started getting into like the whole esports scene and of course Fortnite's huge on that you know they have big tournaments the biggest streamers in the world are Fortnite streamers, practically, or started that way, you know. Interesting. Uh, Hold on. And so Fortnite Fortnite I, I didn't gamers. know... What?
1: Sorry, I'm taking yeah, notes. No, no. I'm trying to...
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. okay. I'm going to look that up. Uh, I, I see if I can get ahead of right. the curve on that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, good luck. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I so it's funny going to these esports events that I've been to just here in the Kansas City area and seeing, like, these... 35 40 year old dads with their ten year old kids mm-hmm. at an esports event and their ten year old kids are just like murking people on Fortnite <laughs> and yeah. see the dad who's only a little bit older than me like, Yeah, son, that's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, cool, good job. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? You got like, a podcast you know here. You, do you know how excited I would have been at ten years old if my dad was like, All right, let's go to an esports tournament? Like, jeez, Louise, right. like, come on, spend some time with your children and look like you enjoy it. <laughs> Good God.
0: Okay, so on on this whole nostalgia trip thing, because we've mentioned a shit ton of games, uh, a lot of them uh, Western RPGs, but, uh, you know, we obviously didn't get into Nintendo. There's still issues with uh, us not having virtual console on the switch and all this stuff. I mean, there's almost a hundred million switches out there just in the U S alone,
1: man. That sounds um, like a number you made of- up, but it's probably, it's probably accurate, <laughs> right?
0: It's, it's pretty, I'm not them. <laughs> it's, the last numbers that I saw was at, at 89 and I, 89 mil. And I think that was, um, three weeks ago, something like that. Wow. All right. So, uh, chat, yeah. if
1: you guys could get in there, if we could just bump that up over a hundred million, that'd be great.
0: Just yeah. real quick. Yeah. If we could Divide do that before podcast. the
1: end of the podcast, um, yeah, I don't. Want,
0: I don't want Carlos to be a liar. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, Skyrim coming back again. there's there's, there has not been a limit yet, and especially with things like the the pixel remaster of the first six Final Fantasies, which we didn't even really get versions of, of a couple of those. Uh, those those have been people have wanted those for fucking ever. Um, obviously, there are still plenty of other things that we'd like to see again. But like, speaking of you know, getting old and and feeling all these all these different things and talking about them, fucking kids and their video games. These kids. We... Hey, you don't. We don't say that word in this household. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Christian what? Minecraft yeah. server. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is a Christian
0: Minecraft <laughs> server. <laughs> what are like? What are we gonna do? in in 15 years when horizon horizon uh what is it front frontier whatever forbidden uh, west oh. goddamn there we go when when forbidden west is a classic
1: uh like you know we're going
2: to remaster we're going to remaster fortnite yeah oh my god dude i uh-huh. feel
1: like the remasters are just going to keep coming because like you know i the idea people joke about it but the idea of like Retirement homes being filled with people playing, like whatever version of World of Warcraft is out or D and D, that sounds pretty cool. And that makes like being at that point of my life like if I really couldn't do anything else, that sounds pretty cool. Like if that's the like bad alternative, you know what? Yeah, I could play some video take games it. Uh, I'll with take some it. people. Yeah, so uh, I-, I like that idea. I really do feel like our, like our generation like, millennials, just specifically love nostalgia. And I say that, like, that's an obvious statement, but uh, people who are younger than us, like kids, and then also, like, people who are older than us, they don't seem to have that, uh, like, maybe 80s kids, but that's even close to us. But uh, the type of nostalgia we have for video games seems unlike the types of nostalgia I've seen uh, in other generations for anything other than, like, music or, like, specific films, um, our generation just,
0: just designers or something, yeah, uh <laughs> our
1: generation just like loves nostalgia, and I feel like we're not gonna outgrow that. I think that's something that we're just gonna carry with us until you know we're a hundred, and we'll still be playing a lot of the same things, but honestly, like twenty years from now, I imagine that I probably won't care about a backlog like what wherever I am in my life at that point, I probably will just play whatever I feel like and not worry about like trying to play the new hotness or, uh, you know, the the Skyrim 30-year edition. Um, maybe I'd play that, actually.
2: Um, I would play that. But,
1: but yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think people would just be playing a lot of the same stuff they are literally playing today, and I think a lot of people would love that, and I think the business would support that. Uh, I, I think that we're going to see about this much nostalgia for at least another decade until until our generation gets old enough to like stop spending money on the thing we've already bought nine times like we're driving to Costco yeah, to m- get at the best on price on gas you know <laughs> yeah. but then we're buying our 12th edition of Skyrim like sometime at some point we're gonna wisen up but I think the nostalgia part is gonna stick
0: around it's it's uh, when we're only drinking like vitamin shakes and that that's our entire uh, right. meal sustenance yeah uh,
2: Fortnite, uh, the pill I, I still God damn it. Uh, I sort of disagree with you on that, Thomas. I think that previous and future generations are exactly the same amount of nostalgic. They're just nostalgic about different things because video games didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, when you say music and film, well, that that was entertainment. Music, film, TV. That's what you had. And they are just as nostalgic for that stuff. Think of how many vinyl remasters there have been for records. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, shoot, uh, I was
1: excited when, uh, Pink Floyd came to Spotify. Finally, it's like, right.
2: Re-released, uh, you know, Blu-ray movies from the fifties. Like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is still happening. Uh, and it's not just video games.
1: Uh, this past week in discord, I've spent a lot of time listening to this radio robot we have and the station I've been, uh, leaving it on is golden, the golden age of radio. So it's like, uh, actual radio shows from the 30s 40s and 50s including the commercials because the way that sponsorships worked back then like the ad is like basically in the show like it's part of the plot of the audio drama uh but that's pure nostalgia but that's funny because it's from a time i never you know
2: exactly uh never lived and and, like, so that, that stuff's happening and, and always has happened and always, I think, will happen. And it's just, you know, where the mediums are transitioning to. So, like, you know, I can see in 30 years, you know, someone's going to sell uh, the best of uh, our Ninja's top clips you know, in a video compilation that you can buy for two easy installments of 1995, dollars <laughs> uh, You just have to dial the 800 number and, you know, like uh-huh. that kind of thing. And so, you know, it's going to transition. It's not just video games. It's going to be like streaming and it's going to be like, yeah. you know, these things are going to be uploaded onto Netflix or Hulu or whatever services we're using in 30 years. Um, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I used to watch that Ninja oh, guy man. all the time like oh "Oh, yeah i'll boot that up and watch all of his best clips that have been for free on youtube for 30 years
0: that still feels weird thinking about that though like whatever the next like disc alternative is whether that's like the terabyte disc or whatever and we're just like oh shit yeah let's watch these highlights it's yeah. like, wait, uh-huh. you, you you didn't stream those 20 fucking years ago? It's like, oh, no, I did. I, I absolutely wanna watch did, them again. But... Just like <laughs> I, you know,
2: want to watch Star Wars again. Just, just like I want to watch these plastic cases right. with the uh, yeah. highlights. Oh, it's it's going to be, it's going to, you know, I don't know about that specifically, but, uh, you know, that's what it's going to turn into. Every, every form of media has this sense of nostalgia, and every generation after us is going to have that same thing. Because, you know, like they say, people's music tastes don't change after the age of like 16, you know. And I know that's obviously not true for everyone, Thomas. Uh, That's me. uh, Most people it is. I still listen to the same fucking bands I did when I was 16. They've released new music, which is great. Um, But, you know, I'm still popping in the same, uh, you know, streaming the same music I was listening to Uh, uh, when I was in high school.
1: Occasionally a Linkin Park song will come up and I'll just be like, okay, here we go. This is my day. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm 14 okay. again. Here we go. Yep. What the hell is the internet even going to look like 30 years well, we, from now? That's you know?
2: the fun part is we have no idea. Yeah. And you know, as these things evolve, you know, we're we're going to keep. Like I said, we're going to keep seeing that. We're going to keep seeing this uh, dipping into nostalgia from our childhoods by you know our quote unquote children. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we. Three of us don't have kids, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. our friends' kids <laughs> yeah. are going to find the stuff we were into. <laughs> our Especially... friends' kids are going to grow up, and they're going to be super right. great. Right. Especially us, where we have this online presence. So, like, our friends' kids, 30 years from now, can literally find the stuff we're into, you know, yeah. just by scrolling through, like, oh, I wonder what, uh, you know, Nerd Meat was doing in 2021 uh oh right. never mind you know oh, yeah like, yeah don't look in that spot nope yeah right right, right.
1: oh let's check uh, uh, twitch memories or, or tiktok uh exactly look back or something
2: yeah and and because you know assuming that stuff sticks around which i don't know if it will but i mean facebook's been around for long enough could be around forever we'll see yeah um you know as these things become institutions in our lives uh it's just gonna you know keep that nostalgia live, you know, every year when you have the same Facebook memory pop up and you post it every year, you know, yeah, like that just sticks with you.
1: I mean, you know, sometimes the joke's so good. You just got to keep telling it.
2: It's true. Especially if I wrote it,
1: uh, you know, I, I have, there's, there's one thing I, that pops up every year. Uh, it's one of the times I ate cashews by accident. I have a very serious, uh, nut allergy. Uh, and I ate cashews by accident cause I thought, I didn't realize I was eating cashew chicken, and I saw what I was eating, but I'd never seen a cashew, like, soft and light-colored, like, the chicken I was eating, uh, and so I ended up eating it, and I tell you what, having that allergic reaction from the inside out, uh, not fun, uncomfortable, zero out of ten would not do again, uh, but I made a big Facebook post, and I was just like, hey... Don't be like the the people when I was growing up who would, like, see the, the permission slip for the field trip. And it said, please don't bring, you know, uh, peanut butter because you'll kill somebody. And they were like, oh, but that's not my kid. And then they sent their kid to school at the peanut butter jelly sandwich anyway. Uh, yeah, I make that post every year because, please, like, if you're a parent and you have kids going to school, please, please, when it says somebody has an allergy, just just please follow it. Cause it makes that kid's life like fucking i had to sit in the corner of the cafeteria for every year of my elementary school i had the most corner seat in the whole cafeteria it was mine and mine only and i had no other options because people just couldn't not have peanuts um and i get it it's hard but, but like but it my kid man it,
2: that was rough dude <laughs> And the older I, I got i understand this kid dies What <laughs> my
1: mom used to get pissed at that stuff and when I was a kid I was just yeah, like how, do you, well, I'm how fine. Do you feel
2: about it how do you feel about it now seeing how we've reacted to covid
1: uh if you put a face because it's my blown-up ass <laughs> face swollen looking terrible like I'm the same color as my red shirt if you can at least put a face on that people are so much more likely to care about it Uh, but yeah, COVID, uh, I, I worked with the guy today that said he didn't believe in COVID and, uh, he showed up to work the past two days with a sore throat and didn't tell anyone. So that's fun. Uh, I'm less about, I'm less worried about actually getting COVID. I'm just fucking mad that he had the audacity to have all of those opinions in the same human. Like even just the one with the sore throat is enough to be like, dude, you're literally wearing the mask on your chin. Can you just, can you just put it like you're sick? What are you doing? So, I don't know. So, I don't know. Don't rub my face in peanuts, but uh, that's all I'm asking.
0: So, we got real nostalgic there. So, anybody in chat, uh, let us know if you also have a peanut allergy. We Uh,
2: also know the the second likely cause of death for Thomas. Number one being Milk Crate Challenge. Number two being Exposure (laughs) to Peanuts. Number three being Exposure to COVID.
1: uh, I tell you what, if they remastered Peanuts and came out with Peanuts 2 that I wasn't allergic Aller- to, i check allergen
0: out. Allergen-free edition? Yeah. That's right,
1: yeah. Uh, it's, or maybe it's just a DLC for the existing <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, you're definitely paying extra, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that's not a free update. No. <laughs> so we uh, went over a whole lot of stuff there with our topic, and we could <laughs> definitely talk nostalgia forever. But I, I did want to go over a, a couple things uh, from Gamescom, if you guys wanted to comment on some of that stuff. Uh, um, I've I got what, nowhere else to be. I do yeah. have somewhere
1: else to be. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. But you should start without me. So just go. All right. (laughs) right.
0: So, uh, yeah, Gamescom happened uh, all week. Uh, Today we had the future game show, which was just like before I got off work, so I didn't get to see it. Um, But for the week, we have a few different things that were announced and shown. Uh, Very first thing that stood out to me was the freaking uh, Marvel Midnight Suns. Like Yeah, dude, I
2: spent so much time watching that trailer that they showed because I was watching it live uh, on the Twitch while I was working and uh, I spent so much time watching that trailer trying to figure out what the hell it was. Yeah. I was like, okay, Marvel. Cool, man. I like Marvel. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's like an Avengers expansion announcement or something because that game flopped so hard. Maybe they're trying to salvage it or something. Maybe it's a remaster. Uh And then I saw Wolverine and I was like, okay that's not avengers i was and like and then Western they're like alliance uh, four maybe like something like that and then it kept going and then i was like it, what the hell's a midnight suns or whatever it was <laughs> and i was like I, I don't i don't know what this is anymore i give up <laughs>
0: <laughs> for anybody interested in it uh yes it's gonna be good it's uh it's an XCOM game but they said it's not quite like XCOM. Look, like, I just yeah, can't,
2: I, mean, I just can't
0: wait people. to uh, be
2: playing as Wolverine, have a 99% chance to hit with my claws and miss. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that that absolutely has to happen at some point. Right, like it's just got to
2: <laughs> be. Uh yeah. I I'm I'm excited because XCOM and XCOM 2 were great games. Um, you know, not for everybody just cuz of the style of games they are. Uh, but, you know, I I enjoyed them. Uh, XCOM 1 I was pretty terrible at, but XCOM 2 I played all the way through. Um, and so I'm interested to see how that uh, studio is able to sort of take this Marvel title and, and do their thing with it.
0: And somehow they're going to make it go to, I think, every possible system and, and, uh, and PC. So uh, somehow going to fit it onto the Switch. I doubt it'll look very good, but uh, I cannot wait to see more, and there is going to be a gameplay reveal on September 1st, just FYI. Nice! So, yeah, we don't have long to wait to see what we're That's actually awesome. in for. I'm excited to see that. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: I I always liked, uh, I mean, I haven't played, like, Ultimate Alliance since, like, maybe 2, I think is the last one I played, mm-hmm. but I liked that game a lot, and that was sort of a strategy style game as well, so I'm kind of I'm kind of interested that they decided to go a completely new property with Mm -hmm. this Marvel title instead of, you know, just kind of tagging on like, hey, you guys like Ultimate Alliance? (laughs) This is like the same thing but different, you know. (laughs) I really sort of expected that, but, I mean, I'm willing to try
0: anything. Yeah, I I feel like they they went with that. Like very specifically, because I I think that they were like, you know what, we can't lose with these guys doing a strategy game. So if we're gonna take this to all these other levels in the future, because you know that they're they're gonna disseminate this to literally every kind of genre they can. Um, so I I think that's what they I think that's what the plan was. I think they had decent sales of Ultimate Alliance Three, which is really fun um, if you haven't tried it, but it's absolutely necessary co-op you have to because mm. you don't want to be switching between four characters all by yourself all right. um Challenge five years accepted. from now
1: uh <laughs> do you think it's shorter or longer than five years we get a marvel moba yeah pokemon did oh it.
0: absolutely shorter shorter uh, i'm yeah there didn't they also mention another mobile game at gamescom that was marvel i'm pretty sure they did Uh, I think it would
2: depend what kind of studios they would get on it. Uh, because, you know, MOBAs aren't exactly easy to create where you're not literally just copy pasting, uh, League of Legends. And I think more gaming companies have realized that that's not necessarily the winning formula anymore. If you want to attract players to your MOBA, you need to add something to it other than interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Unite changed the scoring system. You know, it's not your typical, you know, how you win a MOBA. Um, you know, things like that. So I think it'd be I'd be interested to see if they did decide to go that route and make a Marvel MOBA. Uh, what studio they uh, go to for it? And eh, just kidding. It would probably be Ten Cent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they absolutely would. Uh, Disney's not putting any money anywhere else. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then they we also got the Saints Row reboot, which was rumored all week before it happened, but hey, uh that's that cinematic trailer was pretty cool.
2: I enjoyed that as well. I never played the Saints Row games, um, but i probably end up picking that one up. And
0: we don't have long to wait, it's only four months out somehow.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So that's another thing I liked about uh some of the gamescom announcements is, you know, one of the one of the things that happens a lot in games is we announce a games and don't tell you when and then we sit on it for 6 years and then we release it, say we're going to release it, and then we delay it, and then, you know, I like this waiting till it's almost done to even tell you it exists.
1: Yes. I, I wish more companies would do that. Yeah.
2: But, like I like I think, you know, developing hype is important for marketing, but developing hype over a decade is excessive. <laughs> <laughs> Cyberpunk and Project Run. Yeah. Right. And then you just and then you just uh, you know, you set yourself up for disappointment when you do that. So yeah, I like this idea. If we're only having, you know, a, a shorter amount of time, and yes, could it get delayed possibly. Like there's still enough time for that to happen. Uh but it's less likely and the game is more likely to be finished when it releases unlike Halo Infinite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard when uh, didn't like the director of Halo leave during that. Yeah. Uh, three, four, oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's rough. But yeah, uh I dude, I cannot agree with you more. Uh it's I I love hype. I just love being excited about stuff. But, bruh, it's tiresome to just be like, yeah. to, to like have a game that you know you're excited for, but to intentionally not look at any updates because you're tired of seeing updates and not releases. Um, yeah.
2: And I mean, I think some of the onus on that is on the consumer too. Because like, let's take uh, BioWare, for example. I said, hey, we're working on another Mass Effect game. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And that I think that's perfect. Like, hey, we're working on one. Uh, you know, look forward to it. Yeah. Not, hey, we're going to have one by, you know, uh March of 2024. And here's and a mock-up like,
1: of what we think it could look like maybe.
2: Right. And it's like, no, shut up. Just, <laughs> yeah, we know you like Mass Effect. Another one's on the way. We'll update you when we have something worth updating you about. Yeah. And I I don't think and well, I wish I could remember there was one game i remember just an absolutely stellar trailer for or one i just thought of it's not the one i was thinking of that what was it star wars um one that was canceled that was supposed to be like a criminal yes that one amazing trailer they showed for it and then the game's canceled
1: yeah uh so we actually just had an episode about canceled games and we brought that one up fortunately it turned into basically uh jedi fallen order even though that's a very different game a lot, of, a lot of those resources shifted over so they weren't totally lost. But it was such a cool idea, and it looked – it the stuff they showed, it was like, this looks like a game. Like, this doesn't look like something that's an alpha. Like, this looks like you're ready to push it out, whatever this is. And then it totally yep. canceled. Um, it's, I was so excited.
2: You know? It's sort of like out of nowhere because everyone had, had kind of forgotten about it. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like something that was constantly talked about. People were like, oh, yeah, they showed that 1313 game a while back. I'm interested to see that. And then just was like, oh, by the way, uh, we stopped that. Yeah, sorry.
1: party's over.
2: <laughs> anyway, so Saints Row, we like the trailer. Short window, uh, you know, it's less disappointing if the game isn't amazing. We'll be like, oh, if it's good. And we're like, cool. All right, nice. And then we move on. Yeah, Uh, but if we had been waiting and they had said, "Oh yeah, new Saints Row coming out," uh, you know, and they told us this in 2017, (laughs) and the game is only good, yeah, we'd be pissed. Yeah, and so you know, it's on us and the and the studios to try and manage these expectations of yes, here's a game, it's coming out, we've been working on it, here you go.
1: What uh, what was the game? I can't remember if it was a movie, *The Last Guardian*, or if it was a video game. What What was oh, it? Oh, it was a game. Okay, so they they made either the video game version or they made a remake. I can't remember because I didn't have a PlayStation when I was younger. I feel like it was a PlayStation game.
0: It was It was supposed to be a PS two game.
1: Okay, so they come out and with it this. Ended up
0: being a PS four game.
1: <laughs> oh my! Wow, I didn't realize that's how that happened. Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah, it was it nice. was in development right after uh, *Eco*. And wow. then it took so long. To I kill. thought it
1: was a remaster yeah. of itself. That's not good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. man, you were nostalgic for that game and you didn't even
1: know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, maybe that's the marketing play—is you're like, like "Hey, I'm... we remastered this game. We remastered the beta of this game, and we're going to release it
0: as uh, 1.0." I'm... I'm not even kidding. I think it had three or four covers on gaming magazines. Before it released over wow. like a 10 or 12 year span, so it was crazy.
1: And then, with managing expectations, that game came out and it was okay by all accounts, yeah, like it was a, a video game. Uh, you know, it's just it's like, oh man, that game sure came out,
2: <laughs> right? Yep, I don't even know, I've never even heard of this game. I uh, <laughs> <That's how laughs> you platform
1: and you're writing something that looks like uh,
2: that's the, it's the, the, the dog flying Griffin dog thing. from
1: Neverending Story.
0: Sort
2: yeah. of. Oh yeah. Okay. I did see that one. I I, I do remember that now.
1: Yeah. Uh, nah, but it, it's like it's like Iron Man two. It's just like I think I remember that, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yep. Um, Fair. It, it had characters that I recognized, but I couldn't tell you what they did.
0: All right. Yeah. So uh, more Gamescom news. Uh, not a whole lot, but we did get a release date. Uh, or sorry, sorry. A delay mostly release date of february 18th 2022 for horizon forbidden west which i called a long time ago that it would be a 22 2022 game
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh not disappointed but uh everybody that that wants it might actually have a ps5 at that time so yeah, yeah.
2: maybe. Well, and that's the other, the other thing too is uh especially for games coming out this year and next year is how much of an impact COVID had on those studios. Um, Because, you know, some studios had infrastructure in place that could handle uh, many people working remotely. Uh, And, like, a lot of people seem to think that, like... Oh, well, everything you do is on a computer, so you can work remote. Okay, yes, technically correct. But, you know, a lot of times the infrastructure isn't there, especially for smaller studios that are, like... You know being overshadowed by a large publisher you know like maybe the team itself working on this one game isn't actually that big and doesn't have a ton of resources uh you know so you kind of have to think about that kind of stuff when these delays happen in these next couple of years
1: yeah
2: sure but uh, maybe the horizon's gonna be lit
1: maybe like the ah. nice thing now is that we have all these remasters to get us through the next couple of years
2: Exactly, it's Uh, so much easier to remaster a game and
1: re-releases. I mean, seriously, if I'm content right now with Oblivion, I mean, I'll I'll be done with that by like 2027, and I think maybe the (laughs) effects of COVID will have worn off by then. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I won't hold my breath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right, Uh, and then we, Carlos, uh, we also got uh, a campaign reveal, a quote unquote gameplay demo i'll just say that of uh call of duty vanguard which i would not normally be excited for and of course with activision fuck them but uh <laughs> vanguard was very cool and they had uh laura bailey come on uh stage with with jeff uh jeff and uh talk about um uh, polina the main character or was it main character or was it one of the main characters. One of, of the main characters is how I understood it. Yeah. I think it was this particular mission was was hers specifically. Mm-hmm. It was really cool, but again, it being a Call of Duty title, it very much didn't seem like an actual gameplay demo. It seemed like a very guided cutscene sort of um
2: Yeah, it very much struck me as like an intro mission where, mm-hmm. you know, you don't actually have much agency. Exactly, but you just walk along the predetermined path and shoot the predetermined Nazis and uh, <laughs> in a predetermined order with a predetermined gun. Yeah, and it's kind of like, okay, cool, I guess. Well, good thing you got Laura Bailey. <laughs> yeah, because
0: that was the only part of that entire presentation I gave a shit about. <laughs> she redeemed uh, a good a good bit of it. I did actually want to mention one last thing from Gamescom, just because uh, we got to get it out there that cult of the lamb is oh the my next God. great game
2: yeah yeah i i, I uh was wa- I, so i was watching gamescom on another streamer's channel because he was like co-streaming it you know mm-hmm. uh and then right when that trailer started it went to commercial break
1: <laughs> oh
2: and i'm like are you kidding me like, well <laughs> it's like it was like an eight ad commercial break so i was like i guess i'll go take a piss yeah. Uh, and then by the time I came back, I think I missed like a whole other game trailer too. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, are you kidding me?
1: You come back and they're like, well, I hope everyone redeemed their free code that they can only right. use in the next 10 seconds. You
2: know? Yeah, that's how I felt. I don't think that was the case. But uh, yeah. I, what I did see of Cult of the Lamb
0: looked freaking hilarious. Yeah. So Thomas, did you miss it?
1: Uh, I basically, I've been so busy this week that once I get off work, all I can do is like put food and water in my body and watch Love, Death, and Robots and fall asleep. Gotcha. Uh, it's a wild life, I can tell you. No, so I really missed <laughs> basically all of Gamescom. The only thing I saw was the uh, um, the X Men. No, the uh, the Marvel tactical game from the Xcom mm. shooters or Xcom uh, creators. That that looks cool. I think that's what you're talking about. Um, yep. at The beginning. Yeah. So, but that's all I know, other than what you've told me.
0: Okay, so just to to fill you in like we're filling in uh, chat here. Uh so Cult of the Lamb, it is the next big devolver game. Okay. Uh, so developed by Massive Monster and they let me see, they did they did never give up um which some people know. But okay, Cult of the Lamb is a dungeon crawler roguelike that has incredibly cute art if you're familiar with like uh alien hominid and um like battle block theater the uh the guys at the behemoth it has a very similar feel to me uh, as far as the animation style but it's this incredibly cute lamb that you play as and it is up to you because of some evil force uh that that starts to take control of you um you get to build a community of little woodland critters that decide to worship you, uh, in a very cultish way. You are literally growing a village of these adorable ass creatures
1: wow, to this worship is you and
0: spread some straight up evil.
1: <laughs> Man, Devolver, I love you guys. I just I like yeah. everything they touch. Um, so this looks well, if dope. someone
2: if someone on the podcast was kind of an idiot, what other games did Devolver do? Uh, oh,
1: boy. Band. Yeah, actually, I'll have to look this up. Uh, so, they, highlights. Highlights. Uh, yeah, Hotline Miami the is the very first one that I ever got into. Like, I started listening to the soundtrack because it bops and a bunch of friends talked about it. The uh, Devolver's games across all of them always have really good sound. I liked a game called uh, Mother Russia Bleeds um, that's like a beat 'em up. It's not that popular, but boy, I sure loved that game.
0: Yeah, so a lot of the best stuff that you've heard of over the past three years. Uh, Death's Door, uh, Enter the Gungeon, Loop Hero, uh, Carry On, Katana Zero, Bro Broforce. Um, oh, damn. Okay. All right. Gris.
2: I have played zero of those games, but I've heard of some of them. <laughs> like, there's there's so
0: many. I okay, oh, Carry On, which we just played the, the past... other day,
1: that game was dope.
0: Yeah, just in the past two years, I've played so many of them. Uh... Reigns, the, the card game. Oh, Hippo. uh Talos Principle. Uh, yeah, Hefo. Um Ape Out. Downwell.
1: uh Oh dude, Downwell. I bought that game like three times. <laughs> uh yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Like they're they're my favorite publisher. Uh the only like the one of the only gaming companies I really like as much as I like Devolver is Supergiant Games, who made uh Hades and Bastion and all that stuff. Uh, they're great, and they seem like a great company. Like not just the games that their name is on, um, but as a company, like as a place to work for, they seem pretty rad. Like they seem to represent a lot of the things that exist in the gaming world that I want, uh, you know, to be successful. Um, they're dope. Also, actually, um, if you really don't know Devolver, I will put a link in chat. You should watch their E3. Well, they're not E3 presentation. It was my favorite part of the E3 weekend. It is so much fun, and you have to watch it from start to finish. Like, there's, <laughs> it doesn't matter what's in it, just watch it. And uh, Ethan, okay. you're for real going to like that.
0: Okay. Uh, even watch if it. you do last year's and this year's, uh, they technically have I some story th- connections.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. The- I think I only saw half of the first one. I should go back and watch it. It's like a presentation. Like, they put together this thing that like Devolver Digital is almost like a meta games company because they reference the fact that they are marketing. I, I, they just do a bunch of weird, clever stuff. That like if you are a creative and you're like you're funny or you you know you're um, you're good at like improv or something, this seems like the game company that you would want to work for because they just take all sorts of risks and they almost always pay off. Um, they're they're pretty rad. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll link that video in chat because really everybody should watch it.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll check that out. But later. yeah,
1: uh, Devolver is cool. So Carlos, oh, so you're saying Cult of the Lamb is by them? That's exciting. Yeah. Oh, Devolver made uh, Swords of Ditto as well. That's one that Lizzie and I like.
0: It's it's an endless list of uh, games that they published that are amazing. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, I've never I've never played any of those games, but.
2: When I saw the Call to the Lamb trailer start, and it's like Devolver, I was like, "I've heard of them. I wonder what they've
0: done."
1: <laughs> I uh,
0: only everything.
1: Carlos yeah. is a lot more into like the games industry of like day to day news, but also like I I'm the kind of guy who will tell you an actor because I know what his face looks like, but I have no idea what his name is, even though I've seen him in twelve movies. Um, it's a problem I have. Uh, the same goes for game companies. I can almost never remember who makes stuff, except for. Devolver and Supergiant that's the exception like if they are if, if the person making this isn't from those two companies I'm just like who knows could be a small indie like Microsoft right. I don't know do they are they have you guys heard of them Never, um, no I heard Amazon is into into making games these days uh, oh
2: no world let's go yeah
1: uh, there, actually I saw a trailer uh, yesterday uh, Mortis linked that in our Facebook group um, cinematics are fun you know uh, I, I'm still gonna probably tune into that uh, to it's a New World on Twitch because I enjoyed what I watched uh, of that. We we talked about it in a previous podcast, but I, I really liked the last day of the beta where I watched Mortis uh, doing a bunch of stuff because I went from watching one stream, a, a guy on my feed who had like 50 viewers and he was talking about like the intricacies of the different weapon customization, and then I switched over to Mortis's stream. And it's a bunch of naked people crawling on the ground and casting <laughs> spells. And he's just like, yep. what is this? I'm doing it too. Uh, yep. And I'm like, man, I love, I love both sides of this. said
2: so uh, that's the type of MMO player I am, uh, because I'm not smart enough to do the other thing that that other guy was doing. <laughs> uh, I'm not, i nope. Same. Can't do it. <laughs>
1: um, well, yeah. Uh, Well, let's see. You guys have listened to me ramble for long enough. Uh, Carlos, do you have anything uh, (laughs) uh, left for the party Um, topic before I start uh, blasting stuff?
0: No, I'm all good on that. Uh, Although I will say that uh, there was like a a kind of announcement that uh, didn't really have a whole lot of details. But I guess Humble Games are uh, potentially uh, going to bring all their stuff to Game Pass, hopefully. They are putting out 10 titles onto Game Pass day one. So uh, I think Dodgeball Academia was the first of those 10. So uh, Jerp's been playing that on, on Twitch lately. Mm-hmm. If anybody's interested in watching uh, Dodgeball Academia, it's a pretty fun game. So uh, Humble Games is another, another publisher that uh, is, is getting a little bit better at uh, getting out there. And Game Pass is definitely the way to do it. So yeah. I look forward to seeing seeing that stuff come out day one on Game Pass. I, I discovered a lot of fun games from Humble Bundles. So
2: I'm really glad they kind of started really getting into the development and publishing
0: process yeah. a little bit more. But other than that, yeah, uh, let's, let's figure out who to raid and we can uh, close this up however you'd like.
1: Uh, I tell you what. Actually, while I uh, shout stuff out, Nerdmeat, if you have anybody uh, that you'd like to raid, if not, no pressure. Ooh. I can definitely uh, online. I can find
2: somebody. Let's find out who's online. Let me just pull up, pull up a good uh, winder here. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, well, while you figure uh, that out. Okay, uh, I got, I got one. But okay. go ahead.
1: Uh, well, go check us out at uh, our website is partyinvite.games. Um, we are active on discord. We're active on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, technically we have an Instagram. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll use TikTok someday. That sounds crazy. Um, I'll do the milk crate challenge as our first TikTok. It's going to be great. Do it. I'm first and only. <laughs> first and only. <laughs> uh, um, you can find all sorts of people to group up with. Uh, you can promote your stream. You can do all sorts of stuff, uh, on our platforms on, um, on discord i'm on there playing a whole bunch of stuff that's how i ended up playing splitgate with hyper uh because we just threw together a game uh, kind of impromptu lots of things to play uh you can listen to dumb music uh like golden the golden age of radio with me <laughs> listen to sherlock holmes on the radio uh nope. wow i'm living i'm living wild in 2021